Are you listening to CBJRadio.com yet? The 2021 International Singer-Songwriters Association Radio Station of the Year. It's a free internet radio station. Brand new shows every day. Shows range from hip-hop to rock to all independent artist shows to a Friday night request show. And don't forget about retro Saturday nights. Make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. Hello friends, how are you doing? It's been way too long since my last episode. It's been a little hard getting guests on the show. I guess my friends have busy lives, and well, I do too. And well, folks, I probably shouldn't talk about this, uh, but uh, it's on my mind. And, uh, uh, well, I got a new boss eight or so months ago. My fourth boss since the University of Wyoming shut down the outreach school and I was reassigned to IT to eventually end up in the job I really never applied for, those that expected to know how to do it going into it. My first year, I had a boss that was new at his job as well and retiring with the year, so he wasn't the greatest resource. Then I had a higher up the food chain boss after that. Then COVID hit and things were very different and different tasks were asked of me beyond my job besides fixing technology in classrooms. I knew Zoom very well, so I was very, very helpful in teaching instructors how to use Zoom in the classrooms. Then I got a taskmaster, micromanager, never wrong type boss. And a side note, the first line of my job description is under limited supervision. So it's been a very difficult transition and I got a poor job evaluation for the first time in 19 years at the university. And now I'm on probation for that. And well, folks, I'm accountable for my actions and some of the evaluation was fair, but a lot of it wasn't. All the training I had received for my job was from my coworkers and the student techs that I supervised. I was just trying to figure it out for the first couple years. My bosses collectively did not train or lay out how to do the job should be done until well, now I'm my new boss. And I have some required online training from my current boss that eh, not that helpful. The supervision of my job has been consistently inconsistent, except for my first boss in IT. Jen, that's her name. She was a great boss. She's awesome. So wish me luck in the next three months so I get myself off probation. I think I will be able to handle all the new tasks assigned to me to get myself off probation and hopefully in the good graces of my bosses. All right, today's guest is Nick Peters and he has nothing to do with my job, but another great friend that I met through music. I think he's the first guest from Georgia on the show. So I got this story about Nick. So there's this one time we're standing outside hotel and uh, we're gonna go see concerts later at Red Rocks. And he says, let me see your lighter. 
Then he took it and chucked it across the parking lot. I've never trusted him with a lighter again. <laughs> Let's get to the interview. Yeah, man. So I was uh, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, oh. uh, raised in Douglasville, Georgia, which is uh, it's, it's the burbs, man. I'm from the yeah. burbs of Atlanta. So, you okay. know, I was born, born in the hospital in the city and uh, I moved out to the burbs and uh, and grew up there, man. Pretty, pretty good cutter stuff. So <laughs> are your are your parents native Georgians? No, they're actually both South Floridians. They're from uh, Hollywood, Florida, Fort Lauderdale. That area. Oh wow! So, yeah. What got them to Georgia? I mean, that's. Oh uh, man, I don't know. They both. So they they're both. They went to like high schools. They didn't go to the same high school, but they're from the same areas down there. And uh, they they met at Mercer University in Macon, Georgia, uh, okay. around there. So. Um, you know, honestly, yeah, not sure exactly why they chose Mercer um, out of all places to go, but that's where they ended up, and that's where they met, and that's where uh, that's where their their whole thing started. So, yeah, nice. Um, oh, do you have siblings? Uh, I've got a younger sister, about two years younger than me. So, two years yep. younger than you. So yeah. you're the you're the oldest. You set you set the standard. Uh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I set the standard and she's the, uh, she's the princess. So she, oh. she carries, she carries that, that mantle these days. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> I am, uh, I am the one that is, uh, that is, I'm, I'm more of the black sheep of the, let's just say. So <laughs> I'm a middle child. Well, my parents are divorced. Um, I'm a middle child and one and an only, and a, uh, youngest than the other. But I'm the only boy in both, so I had a different set of rules a lot of the times, good or bad. Yeah. Um, either, either way you look at it, like I had to mow the lawn and blow snow and do that kind of manual labor and move people's houses and stuff. And my sister's got an earlier curfew. That's how it worked out. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> and also like uh, in in like the high school days and stuff. I was pretty straight. I wasn't, wouldn't call myself straight edge, but I just wasn't into a lot of that. Uh, I was into sports and I was like, this is my ticket out of Laramie. And uh, so I better be good at sports, no drinking. And I'd only lived in Laramie like five years. Um, I grew up in suburb Portland, Oregon, at Gresham, Oregon, lived there until I was 13. And then my stepdad got a job at the University of Wyoming. And Laramie, Wyoming, I tell this one to everyone, Saturday Night Live had a sketch like the Saturday before I left or close to uh, called Laramie Vice. And it was all the old school, like old West Wild Bill, all them. And it's dirt roads and cowboys and stuff. And my friends just like, you're moving there. And I'm like, they don't even have roads. You know, it's total sketch. And my stepdad had been here a year working at the university. And it's, it's you know, 35,000 people in university town and stuff like that. So Yes, it's good to go, and there, there's real neighborhoods and running water and cable and all that. But <laughs> my 13 year old brain was like, "Oh my god!" And so, uh, yeah, I wasn't. I mean, Laramie was not my favorite thing, and so I didn't get into that much trouble till later. I did a lot of stupid stuff after, yeah, and yeah. you know, my parents worked at the university, so so they saw me do some stupid things. So, yeah, um, yeah and and so like growing up was where you like was your little sister like. Yeah, following you around, want to be like Big Brother. Did you get them the same kind of music? 
no, we're, we were pretty tight when we were younger. I mean, you know, you know, I think back on it, you know, we, we, my parents were, you know, very big into like family trips, you know, them being okay. from Florida. Um, my dad was a big fisherman. So like we went to the Gulf a ton and oh. like we went to, we did Disney world, like at least every year, you know, something oh. like that. I mean, that was yeah. a big thing for them. So like, I mean, like as far as like my, my very younger days, like that's kind of what I remember is like those stuff and those trips and, and we were close there. Um, yeah. You know, as things go through middle school and high school, we kind of, kind of drifted apart, you know, as it goes. And you, you yeah. touch on, you touch on your high school experience and the, not really getting into too much stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, so, you know, going back into it, I thought I'd say I come from pretty cookie cutter. Like, you know, I, yeah. I went, my mom was, my mom was a teacher at the private Christian school that I went to. My dad was a ah. doctor. I'm from ah. the burbs. Like, it's like, as you know, white picket fence as you can get without the actual white picket fence. So yeah. it, was, it was very cookie cutter. And uh, yeah, I mean, like in high school, it's probably, when I started diverting a little bit and, uh, and, you know, started smoking pot and stuff like that. Oh, there you uh, go. So I, I, had a, I had a real, I had a real rough time in middle school. Um, we, that was when I changed from a public school to a private school and I went to the oh. private school and, uh, was just, I was a man, like, you know, me now you've met me, like I'm big yeah. dude, I'm, I'm six two, you know, two fifty plus. Yeah. I, I was a really small kid and oh. I didn't, I was under five feet. I was four eleven until my freshman year in high school. And oh, wow. so I got pushed around a lot in middle school and kind of, uh, you know, once I got to high school, I, I discovered pot, you know, or discovered me and like, it just kind of, it gave me that, you know, things roll off your back. You can laugh at yourself. You know, <laughs> if, if you used to get picked on, like, you just, I don't know, I just didn't give a shit anymore. Like, it was just funny. I didn't care. It was, it was just funny. The stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but I was also still, I was, I was really good at school. I, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was, you know, I was pretty smart in high school. Let's just say, so I'm not sure if that, with it, time will tell if that stuck around with me. But like, <laughs> I was always, yeah, like I still I played basketball and golf and soccer, and you know, smoked a bunch of weed. And like, my mom was a teacher at the school, and so like, I just, I just flew under the radar of like fucking everybody. Like Come it was on, just, yeah. oh, he's a good kid. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah he's of course, he me. Is. let me do. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> have to worry about him. So it's just gonna definitely flew under the radar. And yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, at that point, you know, me and my sister, we didn't really hang out too much. It wasn't, it wasn't cool, you know, for us oh, to hang yeah. out with each other, stuff like that. We, we, we hung out in different crowds. So, um, yeah, we weren't that close throughout high school, and then probably a few years into college after I'd moved away, we'd kind of, kind of like reconnected for a little while. Yeah, um, and that was good for a little bit. And in the past few years there's been kind of more of a, a split back the opposite way so like as the way things kind of ebb and flow as it goes you know yeah. right now we're kind of on a, a on a downturn but like i don't know man family man they're not going anywhere um yeah. you know i'm not going anywhere so regardless of all the all the things that may have gone on you know between us in the past few years we'll kind of see how it goes but um yeah yeah it's kind of kind of gets in and out as it is so you kind of touched on it. You're, you're a little bit academically inclined there. You got good grades and stuff in school. Yeah. 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 Um, it was pretty good. I was, uh, I, you know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed science a bunch, science and math. I, I was yeah. into a lot. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I dug that. I remember winning the science fair a couple of times. Um, yeah. So you know, I, was, I was that kind of kid. Um, yeah. I remember you know, I went to a Christian school as I'd mentioned, and yeah. this is, you know, around the time of high school, I started to question things, smoke weed and stuff like that. And I, I think it was my senior year of the science fairs. 
So I did something with a mouse and like electromagnetic magnetic fields. I'm like, if you could like mess it up and you, know, you trained how to go through a maze and see if you could put it okay. in a magnetic field, like it doesn't know where it's going. Um, but I named the mouse God because I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> you know, throughout this whole big paper I wrote, I just refer, you know, I referred to the mouse as God. Could I train God to uh, figure is... this maze out and go through? And uh, yeah, I think I was just kind of trying to piss people off, but like I still ended up winning because it was still, it was run correctly. It's a good, <laughs> good experiment. <laughs> The name had nothing to do with the, with the experiment. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had a class in high school and um, animal science, and we had we had we were, were with lab partners and given a rat, and you named it, and you had an experiment. And ours was we had a heated floor versus a cold floor, and we we thought which which uh, the rat would you know predict the cold or the heat and everything. And we named him Homie. The rat, like homie the clown, because yeah, like the main color was big then. And uh we were wrong. We thought he was gonna, I mean, we didn't even have the heating pad like very hot, but he went and hung out in the cold part. And so I'm sure the variables could change if you had temperatures on either side that were perfect, but you know, we weren't going that we we're just high school kids. But yeah, we were wrong about that hypothesis. I still learn the remember kind of the stuff, but I, I can apply that science stuff to today and go. Yeah, I know how the scientific method works and all that. I know, how to, prove, I know how to prove myself wrong. I yeah, I absolutely know how to prove myself wrong. <laughs> and so I wasn't that academically inclined. My older sister, she cast a large shadow. She was good at everything when we were growing up in Oregon. And so like I would come up through the ranks with teachers and they'd be like, oh, you're Rochelle's little brother. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not her, you know, yeah. and we got along um she kicked my ass for a long time behind the scenes like there was some definite like, like torture and and stuff she just could overpower me and uh and then in sports too she was the original rude she got the nickname from uh a coach that i had for football and she had him for track but she was first and so i came into the sport and she's like he's like oh you're a little rude you're rude little. and i'm like oh man and so yeah, it was a weird shadow and I didn't, I don't, I didn't realize it till like now of days, like looking back and going, wow, um, I probably went opposite in education because she was so good at it. I mean, I probably like, that's her thing or this thing. And so, uh, once I moved to Wyoming, there was no older sister that was blazing the trail. And, uh, so I didn't have that big of a shadow. And then rude grew organically from just the last yeah. name and everything and football players are like can't say the whole name so they just shorted to rude we're good and yeah. i never said call me that it just kind of worked out and so uh that was i wish for having my dad was a third grade teacher my stepmom was a third grade teacher my stepdad caught in college for having educators around me i probably should have done a whole lot better yeah. in, in in high school college and, and all that stuff um but i identified as playing sports and a jock and a, a lot and so like i was good at soccer i was good at football and then skiing and and stuff like that so it was just enough to get by by playing sports and uh and, and i knew that drinking wasn't the way to go i knew a lot of people that did it um and then i got to college and went i have so much time on my hands let's party and yeah. it all went crazy then and yeah. I mean, 
I was, it made me sad for the people that would party all through high school and hit college and they'd be like, I'm partied out. And I'm like, and you wasted like good drunks, like having to beat curfew, like having to go home while you're drunk and possibly deal with your parents yeah. during curfew. Pretend like you're not, or yeah, you know, yeah, trying to and they know you are yeah. like you ruined some good buzzes by having to deal with your parents. Yeah. And so I, I'm glad I didn't have to do with that later on. And my mom's seen me drunk plenty of times yeah. nowadays, but I didn't live in her house. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting growing up with siblings. I didn't know my stepsister as well. I didn't grow up as much as much. She was really academically inclined um, and super smart still is. Uh, my younger sister's 11 years younger than me. So I was like another parent to her but cool brother. So like we get along really well to these days, but also when she isn't successful, I was like, where did I go wrong? Like <laughs> I put that kind of, kind what of, kind stuff of influence on, was I? Yeah. On my show, on my shoulders. And, uh, and I just, sometimes I'm like, just be a brother. You don't have to be a parent. She's got two of them. You're good. Um, and shut it off. And, and yeah, and I'm proud of her and her successes and all that. But yeah, every once in a while, I'm like, oh, where did I go wrong? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you were 13 through, or yeah, 11 through 20-something, by or 18 by the time you moved out. I was like, yeah. And she, had, I, I know she idolized me a lot, and and I didn't realize that till later. I was like, oh, stuff I did. Yeah. Like, that sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, little sister. No, no. That, no, that was a bad influence. Realizing, like, realizing that, you know, got my got seven-year-old son now you know yeah and uh, i mean you know it was you know it was two three years ago yeah i'm you know probably you know 2020 started the pandemic shortly before when he was turning like four or five and like that realization like like if i get up to go take a piss he's getting to go take a piss if i get up to go get a drink he's getting to go get a drink like, yeah. you know like you're like oh my god kid fucking idolizes me so i should probably change some things around about the way that uh, I've been running my life for the past, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird realization. I remember being with one of my friends was one of the first of my friends to have kids and we were sitting around with his son and my buddy's like, you know, fuck. And the little kid's like, fuck. And I was like, dude, they're repeaters. I should have warned you ahead of time with my little sister. You can't like, you have to code it. Yeah. Like, can't just blur it out because that kid is going to walk around saying fuck 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 for the rest of the night yeah. and your wife's going to punch us in the face because yeah. it's us that did it not her or anything like that and i'm like yeah, yeah she knows where she knows where it came from yeah <laughs> she knows it's not gonna be a oh, yeah yeah i don't know we're like yeah stuff like that with him like, i don't know i taught my kid the word shark the other day um you know because oh. it was a timely topic i brought it up for a reason before yeah yeah he was like uh, i think he did something and i was like all right so you know here's the deal you sharded He's like, what? He's like, well, you know, it's a combination of the word shit and fart. I was like, no, you can't say shit. You can say fart. You can say shark. Shark's okay. So, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a line where you got to figure out what's good and what's not. And yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. Like, we don't really, I, I read a, a dad blog at some point when he was really young. And it's just, you know, it's just, there's a blog. It's just some random fucking dude on the internet, yeah. like me and you talking. But like, you know, the way that he, he said it, I, I liked it where he lets his kids curse around the house, but not around like, other people not around grandparents not around school because it kind of teaches them like boundaries and when it's okay to say things and when it's not okay to say things and to kind of understand that rather than just a blanket like you can't do this so i was like all right i kind of like that because i'm not because i still 
I still talk shit around the house all the time. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's kind of the approach I've taken with them. We're like, hey, man, you know, you can't say this shit in school. You can't say it around, you know, other adults. But like, if it's just us around the house, like, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go get a fucking bar of soap and wash your mouth. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. It's fine. But like, you gotta kind of know the time and the place and when that's okay. And every once in a while, he'll, I mean, he'll drop something like completely in context. Like we were playing Monopoly, and he was like, he was like, yeah. he was like, what the fuck? I'm just like, right. <laughs> you know, you drop it within context, and it yeah. kind of blows my mind when you do it. But you did it, so you know, we're just gonna move on. But yeah, my my family was really good at not swearing, so I made up swear words. Mine was donkey bird was pretty much. <laughs> My go-to as a kid, if I was really frustrated with my parents, I'd say, you're donkey bird. And they knew, like, I was saying, like, you're a motherfucker, but <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't really say yeah. that word. And, yeah. and so, yeah, I, I made up ones. And then, I mean, I got, well, I worked at a summer camp and then I worked in, I did radio for a while. And so I learned how to code my swearing. So I'd be like, oh, S, you know. Yeah. holy f and stuff like that but then again that you get the kids that start imitating you know, like start saying the same thing i'm like well that doesn't you they're pretty much saying the same word yeah just around. Yeah. everybody's yeah. gonna know man yeah, yeah i was like huh. <laughs> all right that's tux uh so we're gonna wind back high school yeah start smoking some weed still doing well in school yeah uh, doing well in school man so yeah i did i did, I did well in school it was one of those things where i don't know i just, I, I don't know it was it was good it's pretty good. I think back on things because you know things kind of went kind of haywire for me once I hit college, and you know, yeah, college, college to me was like it was always kind of like a promise land. It has been pitched to me, like you know, my and my dad always told me college is like it's it's the greatest four years of your life. You know, it's uh, the greatest time of your life, and uh, with big animal, I you know we used to watch that all the time and stuff. Um, I didn't have to work in high school at all. Like I just, I just kind of got it and like I did well, you know. So like everything was good. And then the, I Auburn went down there and like was like, all right, you know, I'm I'm here. It's just, this is what I've always heard is like the greatest four years of my life. Like let's let's fucking do it. Let's get after it. And uh, yeah. definitely did. Like the work ethic wasn't there, you know, at all. Just getting through it. Um, so I just kind of try to skate through as I can. But like, yeah, man, blew it out. Like, uh, yeah, that's you know, the, you know a, a semester in you know made a good good buddy in my fraternity who'd, who'd you know taught me all about widespread panic and then how <laughs> how often that should be and i should go check that out if i like the dave matthews band coming from high school he's like it's like that times a thousand i was like yeah sure i mean i'll go with you and uh yeah so like from there it's like all right well i guess let's just you know let's get in a car every week and let's see let's see where we can go find him at let's go do that and, was uh, was auburn your first choice uh, so it wasn't my first choice. Okay. My first choice was uh, was Georgia Tech. That's where that's where I wanted to go. You know, uh. thinking I was the brainiac that I was, and uh, and and didn't didn't make it in. I had gone to a basketball camp at Auburn, and um, and my best friend. You talk about people that are influenced in your life. So I've got I've got yeah. my I got my buddy Chris. Um, I've got, I've got I'm lucky enough to have a friend that I met in preschool in Douglasville. Been friends with him since I was three years old. Oh, wow. We went to the same schools, we went to different schools. He eventually comes went to the same school in high school. We thought we we're gonna go our separate ways come college. I didn't get into tech. He was going to Auburn. I was like, hey man, let's let's go to Auburn together. He's like, right on, let's do it. So did that. Um and yeah, like me and him, like he's I, I still talk to the day every day. I'm actually I'm going to Chicago next week and go hang out with the dead Oh nice. So we had we would try to get you know, try to get together and go to shows every 
every once in a while we haven't been able to, we haven't had a chance to get together since the pandemic so you know just hadn't worked out he's got a family i got a family but we've got a, a weekend to go over out there like yeah man best man each other's weddings still hang out all the time uh, like yeah awesome. you know, like if i if i if i need a confidant or if i need to figure some shit out like i, I know who i'm reaching out to it's probably gonna be him um but uh yeah like he was going down there i've been to a basketball camp down there it was cool enough uh being like having like the small private school christian school experience that was like definitely like sheltered and very bubble, which is very intentional by my parents, as I can see now looking back on it, how like uber Catholic religious they were and how much they wanted that to, to be me and how much I definitely didn't want that to be me going throughout the years, especially through high school. Like I wanted, I was like, I just want fucking something normal. Like that seemed normal to me. Like I wanted to go, I wanted that experience, I wanted the SSC experience, I wanted all that. Like I wanted something big, far away, like, yeah, normal, oh, yeah. Not, like bubble, super Christian you know the way it is um and uh and luckily had the opportunity to do it so yeah i got out there and and uh started blowing it out and trying to figure it out on my own yeah yeah university one was not my first i grew up in town i mean five years uh i got recruited to play some sports a football a couple schools small schools um but every time I'd go visit, they're like, I thought you were taller. And I'm like, hey, it's not happening. Like, <laughs> same line, I'm like, I, I, I don't feel another growth spurt coming on. And not, and it didn't. I was, I've was i been the same height probably since junior year, maybe sophomore year. And so uh, I was like, it, we're for, I was fortunate in a time in Wyoming, because like, I enrolled late at the University of Wyoming. All you had to have was an, a high school diploma from the state to be accepted in the now they've changed those things but yeah. which is good because i remember i was not a good student i and then all this free time my first semester it always seemed fall semester i'd just get crazy my grades would suck yeah. pull them back yeah. together in the spring and then do it again in the fall just ride the wave man yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. and i didn't know how to be a, a, like how to be a good student like taking notes on a college level and stuff like that um and then yeah, Kale clicked in a little better towards the end of it. Uh, smaller class sizes, a broadcasting major. There was just you know we were focusing on on that. But I had the good social side down of college, but just not the academic side yeah. of it. And uh, I work at the university now that I went to, and uh, people are like, you, are you taking classes? You're gonna go back? I was like, hell no, no. I sucked at just being a student. I'm glad to get out of there. Like, there's yeah. no way. I want to shut myself out like that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I watch the students at the beginning of the semester where I'm all stressed out because I'm tr making sure all the classrooms work. And by the end, they're all stressed out. And I'm like, yeah, everything works, man. We're good. And I can go home at the end of the day and I don't have to think about studying. It's yeah. glorious. But to, to work in a college environment and have that energy is cool. And living in a town like that keeps me young, definitely. Um, even though I'm getting lots of gray hair these days. But uh, it comes with the age. But uh, every once in a while, I get I'll be working on a classroom, and an instructor will be like, "Are you a student here?" And I'm like, "Uh, 1998 was when yeah, I graduated." Uh, and he's like, "What? Whoa, really?" And I'm like, "Sorry, I look young." Hey, man, they think yeah. you're like a doctor or something, man. That's a compliment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm a doctor of widespread panic. That's what I am. Uh, and so you you talked. I mean, everyone knows that. I'm a big old widespread panic fan. I talk about it on the show, radio shows. Yeah. And you talked about this friend that got you into widespread panic. Yeah. So what, what year was that? Uh, 01, 2001. Oh, 01. Okay. So, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely that's one. Yeah, right, right at the, the tail end of Mikey there, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just, I, and I'd known a couple of people in high school through a friend that had a sister that went to a different school that had, so I'd, I'd heard of them before, um, yeah. you know, before I was like, oh yeah, I'd heard of those guys. So like, oh, you gotta, you know, you gotta see it. You gotta come see this. And yeah, I was, you know, they I'm from Atlanta and they're, they're playing at, uh, you know, Phillips for their new year's run. And, uh, oh, yeah. and I was back, back home with my parents in Atlanta for college break. And I was like, I'm here, man, you know, might as well, uh, might as well drive on down there and come check this thing out. And uh, yeah, I was, I saw, I, I remember calling one of my weed smoking buddies from high school we went to all the time. Cause we used to drive around and we'd listen to, you know, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, the who, all the, you know, the British invasion stuff from the sixties that if you hear it from your parents, like when music was music, like, this is real rock music. <laughs> yeah. and I know we'd say like, you know, doing it like, man, like this, like we just, we just wish that there was something like that we had for our generation that was like that, you know, and like, it was, it, all I knew was radio rock, man. I didn't, you know, yeah. and anything again, I was, I was super bubble, you know? So like, all I got was whatever was marketed to me through the airwaves. And yeah, uh, yeah. that's what I got. And then I saw that. I remember calling, I was like, man, that thing that we used to talk about, I was like, I think I found it. I was like, this is, this is incredible, you know? Um, so yeah, just, it really blew me away. Like kind of, it, 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 connected to me with like all that kind of stuff that we used to listen to and kind of wish that it was there. So yeah. Yeah. Buddy, buddy Tommy from Birmingham. Um, yeah. He's back there in Birmingham. Actually. Yeah. I ran into him again in 28. Actually, I got this poster back here. So when was that? 2016. Last time I okay. saw him randomly, I was at a friend's house down there and I keep fucking showed up and I was like, I haven't seen you. Like, he, That's cool up from there but uh i hadn't seen him forever and like we got to reconnect there um and it was really good to see him again and yeah only kind of kept up with him through facebook and stuff and that has gone to the yeah. dodo, dodo for me so you know unless i randomly run into him again at shows which probably will because that's the way it goes um <laughs> i probably will but then again i don't go anymore and so i have you know i haven't been in three years um you know yeah living that dad life things have just kind of like shifted for me for the time being um, but it'd be not, not you know, getting the announcement they're coming back through Nashville for for yeah. uh, New Year's. Like, yeah, I was like, all right, got again, I got something in my backyard, so like, you know, I can I can deal with the babysitter and go a night, maybe two, but you know, at least one, see what happens there. But um, yeah, man, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, it was a big big part of my life for at least twenty years. You know, going on twenty years or so. I mean, that's how yeah. we met. So yeah, yeah like, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that weekend we met. Like, people asked me what were some of my favorite ones that I saw, and like those, that's that's it, man. That uh, that that weekend in Wyoming was just uh, yeah. I don't know. It was one of those weekends where yeah. like everything seemed to like come together perfectly, and it was it was it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a super fun weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot of people knowing my age are like, "Oh, you must have been in panic for a long time." And I was like, "No, uh, 2008." It was the first time I saw him. They actually played in Laramie while I was in college, but I was a huge like hip hop head. Still love it too, but yeah. uh, and DJ, and so they were not even close to my radar. Might have kind of paid attention to Fish because I had friends like them, but I had no idea who Widespread Panic was. And everybody asked me about the show that was here, and I was like, I I was here in Laramie, but I was not at that <laughs> show. I was an intern. Uh, it took me. I moved to New York and. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm the mecca of rap music. This is awesome. It's what I wanted. And then and it was on every station. And I was like, okay, this is too much. This is like country music back home. Like, this, is, <laughs> yeah. this is everything. And uh, I had friends that were, you know, coming up through with Dave Matthews and going into fish. 
and we'd be sitting in their car driving around and I'd be like, is this the same song? And they're like, yeah, isn't it great? And I'm like, I don't know about that yet. I'm not really sure about the jam. And it took, uh, and so I went to a couple of fish shows. Keller Williams was probably my intro into that scene. But I started listening to him and he's like, you should see him in concert. And he builds the song as he's playing it. And I'm like, I watched it. We went and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And like, if you like this and, you know, tune into this and that. And so uh, I was probably fish first and then moved out West back to Laramie. The string cheese incident was big because they're from Colorado. And uh, so saw them a bunch of red rocks and everything. And it took a festival in Michigan to see widespread panic for the first time. And all my friends that had saw me before, and I know have some friends that are huge fans, they're like, you will love them. And I can't say I walked away going, this is love. Yeah. This is pretty cool. And then it just kept on falling into, oh, like New Year's in Denver a couple of times. Like they're playing, they always, always play in Denver. And then, and so I was like, all right, I'll go, go. And next thing I know, it's 60 some yeah. shows deep. And yeah. I'm actually going to miss Red Rocks this year because I'm going to Disneyland next week. And uh, I get back the Friday and uh, not a lot of people are going and um, Mike's got new kid and moving the house and I haven't heard back from Trent and Derek about it and I'm sure Kyle will make it, but I'm like, I, I think I got, I got I to sit this one out because I got yeah. stuff coming up and I'm like, I want to be there, but I really, really, I was kind of disappointed that they're playing in Nashville, New Year's. I'm going to be in Vegas because I'm going to Niners Raiders game on new year's day there. And I was like, Oh, I so would have gone to Nashville for that. Yeah, show. Man, last time I saw you, you're like, you're like looking for an excuse to come back. And I was yeah, like, I, 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 I kind of got one. <laughs> that was, if they had announced before the, they put out the schedule for the Raiders Niners game, I would have been hard pressed. I mean, the Raiders Niners game is expensive ticket. Um, yeah. My old sister lives there and she's a big old Niners fan. And, uh, It'll be our first game together. And so we're excited for that. My mom lives there. So she's like, yay. Come see. Like, yeah, we, we partied in Vegas together too, man. We've done that. So it was <laughs> randomly. <laughs> what, yes. what, yeah, went all the way to Vegas to go bowling with you at two in the morning. <laughs> yes. After panic shows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Wow. That was like, yeah. that was like my first, my first one back after having the kid. And then, yeah. yeah, that, that made some, made some waves around the house and I got it was that March we had a kid in October. So you know, like, you know, five, six month old kid. And I was like, I was like, Hey, I think it's time for me to go. They're <laughs> young enough. With my friends, you know, yeah. Yeah, you, should, you should have this, but uh, yeah, it was, it was rough to get away. But I was like, I do remember the bowling and then Nick was, you say we bowled there and I was like, Oh yes. And Tia was okay. Cause that was the second time I saw him in Vegas. First time around I was with Kyle and Sam and uh, another guy. Now I can't remember his name, but uh, and that was the second time when I was there with Becca and Tia, and uh, we were on the rail the first night. That was crazy. It'd been a long time since I stood up front like that. And there was this girl in like just huge heels, like she's talking shit at the beginning. I was like, she's not gonna last. She's really not gonna last. And she didn't. It was two songs in, and she had to go. And I was like, she's not going to wear it. It's done. That's not going to happen. My, yeah, my, I, my dad went with me to that one. So, you know, he's oh, yeah. a Vegas guy. So that was, was kind of his thing. He wanted to help take me out with a couple of my, my buddies after having the kid as a celebratory thing. And, yeah, he went, with, he, he went to that one. So, so we, uh, we had seats. It was good. 
He's not, he's, yeah. not a big, he's not a big concert guy. He did it because he wants to connect with me and different things. And I appreciate when he does do it. But like, he's just like, he doesn't, he doesn't get into it, man. He doesn't, he doesn't dance. He just, yeah. wants to sit, he just sits there, you know, his arms uh-huh. crossed. And he's like, are you, uh, having a good, are you having a good time? Yeah, yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm like, all right. Well, could, couldn't tell. So, yeah. 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 My, my dad is, is said like, I want to go to widespread panic show with you. And I was like, I'll go to a concert with him. Yeah, but you're going that that's such I don't think you like it. I go, yeah, you listen to music at home and you, and you enjoy it, but I'm not sure the scene is where you want to be. And uh, and uh, I mean, and I, I don't know how to put it delicately when I was talking to him about it. I was like, ah, okay, here I was like, what any other shows? I'm down, I could handle that, but I turned dramatic. Then the second, the second one he's on, the first one he went to with me, I couldn't find anybody to go to with me to Tunes for Tots in Atlanta. Uh-huh. I think it was probably 08 when they did it and they did it at the tabernacle there and you know asked him if he wanted to go because he was living back at home then he went and I remember it was, it was set break we went out to go smoke a cigarette and of course there's people like sparking up bowls and shit out there and he looks at me all pissed off and he's like and he's he's the doctor he's a chiropractor he's like it's like you know I could lose my license for being here I was like lose your fucking license for doing what I was like you're you're standing here smoking a cigarette and he's like oh it's like just drugs everywhere I was like oh, nobody's taking your fucking license like god damn stick out of here I'm not gonna <laughs> pee test you tomorrow or anything <laughs> And it's how he, yeah. works. he works for himself. It's how he works for anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, uh, like, there are plenty of sober people that go to widespread panic and go to these yeah. shows, you know, and, uh, you know, they're not getting in trouble for it. So, yeah. no, yeah, he just likes to, to look down on people. So. Uh, <laughs> I understand. I get that one. Yeah. And also, yeah, father sons have interesting relationships a lot of the time. Yeah. 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 And uh, uh, so college, uh, what'd you major in? Uh, man, so yeah, kind of similar there. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I came, I came in, I came in as an as an egghead, you know, good at science and math, and was like, I'm gonna get out of here in engineering. Um, and then, you know, by ways of all the different things that I got into and was exposed to, like uh, I got super interested in psychology. Um, okay, and, you know, getting inside my own head and you know figuring out consciousness and all that good thing and uh and so i, I ended up switching over to psychology and I, I got into that and uh was you know super into like behavioral pharmacology drugs and behavior stuff like that like yep. you know i don't know like i i enjoyed that stuff and like i was like i wanted to learn about it and yes. i did um and you know i don't know regretfully looking back like i kind of wish i'd gone a little further with it you know i didn't really know what i wanted to do and i was dumped my undergrad but like you get to that point where you know, you see all your friends with business degrees, like they're getting out in the world and they're getting jobs and they're being able to do fun shit they want to do and stuff. I was like, ah, yeah, I mean, I should just, I should just do that, you know, yeah. but, um, was like, and still am like, I, I still, you know, I, at least that kind of stuff st- stuck with me. I still, I'm, you know, I've yeah, read some psych books lately, still super in the whole, you know, consciousness expanding thing as it goes. Yeah. So still kind of keep, keep up with it in a non-clinical, non, <laughs> non, uh, continuing education. It's all. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I still have, I still have a, uh, have an interest in it, um, as it goes, but, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what I ended up, uh, kind of getting interested in then, you know, back when I was in school. I, psychology drugs and behavior were not far like i could have probably done a, a minor in those by broadcasting um I, drugs and behavior class was pretty entertaining yeah. um and uh, i tried to take a philosophy class and it totally i wasn't ready for it and and later on like i i dig the stuff now but they we'd be 
we defined love was the first assignment in class and you'd get it down to something and he'd go, why? And you'd be like, I'm going to strangle you if you ask me why again. When you're a five-year-old? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Philosophy. And so I was like, I got to drop this thing. I'm not, my brain's yeah. not wrapped around this. And, yeah. and maybe and later stuff in life I've done to open up the brain, mind and stuff. Yeah. And actually Man, think-, think about it is pretty cool. Which is cool. And you made me think about something too that I remember. And I've thought about this a lot recently, especially in recent years. I remember I think my sophomore year in college, I took a, a world religion class. I was like, coming, came from a, I was like, I came from a Christian school. I've read like every book of the Bible. I had to take Bible classes. I knew all that there. I was like, let's take this religion class. Like it'll be an easy A. And like, and, and like it kind of matches up with like psychology and things like that thinking. And like, you know, me and my youth, like they started getting into different religions that wasn't christianity you know uh you know uh, uh Muslim, Hindu, you know buddhism all this stuff and i was like well, and again now like at this point like man i, I kind of wish i'd i'd stuck it out but i was like as an 18 19 year old kid i was like what the fuck is this what is all this shit you know i, I came i came from my bubble you know so yeah. like in my bubble like thought like i knew everything about religion and then they start talking about all these things that i was never taught i was never exposed to and was just like the walls just went up and uh, yeah, I dropped the class, but like thinking back on that, that was, you know, I, you know, I don't know, one of those first like, bubble bursting moments point. I think a lot of people don't, you know, still have never passed that. But like, I, I think back on that, I'm like, man, wow. I was, I was really like that back then. Like that's really where I came from. So, you know, I don't know. I took hindsight 2020 thing. My very last class was the Bible as literature. And even uh, the instructor at the beginning of the class said, if you are deeply religious, you probably don't want to take this class because you will not handle the words when I say God is a poorly written character. And, and, uh, and they're like, yeah, when I start referring to things as fables, you might get upset. Yeah. And, and, and so even, even if those people were gone, I mean, I don't think we had maybe one or two that were like, yeah, I got to go. But even when we got further in, I mean, there were times where I'd be, yeah, I'd be like, ah, what the hell happened to Jesus? He was a kid, he was a baby, and then he's an adult, like, and they're just like, what? I mean, yeah, you're talking missed, about him so nonchalantly. We missed all of his arc. We missed, we took a good yeah. character arc, you know? Yeah, all poorly written. And they're like, what? You can't, you know, they'd kind of get twisted about it. And I was not brought up heavy, like, with religion. The way I went to church was staying at night at friends' houses and going to church with them the next day. Yeah. Um, my parents, they were kind of hippie-ish. They both were brought up in religion. And they kind of were like, you can find your own path to that if it happens. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they're like, we believe what we want, but you don't have to subscribe to our, uh, you know, they weren't going to church all the time, but they weren't trying to force it down me. And so it, it opened up my mind to, I'm very like, um, just, I hate to say entertained, but um, fascinated by religion. I, wa- I love watching cult stuff. That's like some of my favorite oh, yeah. documentaries and podcasts and stuff. Because I'm like, I want to, I want to start a cult. You know, that's that's what's my goal. If I was, <laughs> if I was a little more sinister, I'd have one by now. My, my I, favorite, my favorite quotes is from The Office and Creed. He's like, oh, I've been in most, I've been in many cults as both a leader and the followers. You have know. more fun as a follower, but you make more money as a leader. It's just, oh, yeah. We're watching the Netflix. Well, we just finished it on Warren Jeffs, the polygamist. And 
he had a the I don't know if it was him or his dad that said no, it was him or Jeff said, um, you should people should follow you on a hair. That means a hair is so thin that if you pull too hard, it'll break. So you should be they the more you pull on it, they should follow you without breaking the hair. And I was like, that's good shit right there. I was like, write it down. Yeah, write this down there. <laughs> Note to self, use that when you start your cult. And I was like, they all go down because the money and they end up having sex with young kids. They all go down except maybe like the Catholic religion, but the rest of them <laughs> go down. And, uh, or you got too much influence in the world. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, but it's, I'm like, gosh, people, don't you, see the right on the wall when you start a religion, like how they go down. So don't go down that road of, you know, sex cults and having mm -hmm. sex, with young kids and embezzling money. I was yeah, like, man, you've got, you already got people offering up their wives to you. Just stick with the wives, man. You got yeah. all the wives to choose from. But You're good. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, but absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. So yeah. they, they also come to it, whether it's a Buddhist or, or Christian or, or they it just the ones i've watched i'm like yeah Ugh. any any of the yeah if you watch the documentary they all they all kind of start off of like and like these ideas like yeah, not really about ideas and then it yeah. goes like way off the deep and you're like oh my god you just took yeah. that fucking ran with it yeah <laughs> like <laughs> i'm gonna call this place zion it's the middle of north texas desert but sure it's paradise yeah. like <laughs> if you can convince people that you you are a good leader there i mean it's <laughs> And so yeah, uh, that kind of stuff. And so I took the re you know religion classes and stuff because they were very it just intriguing to me. Because um, I dated a Mormon when I was a senior, and obviously I'm not with her, and I didn't convert. And so I had to figure out what the deal was. And I was like, oh, so I read up on it a little bit, and I was like, God, oh, it's interesting stuff. And then led to other religions, and it made me think about my times and friends' churches and stuff. Yeah. And so it's. I, it, I'm sure people are going to hate me for this conversation because we talk so so loosely about their religion or religion in general, and yeah. and uh, but it's just I mean I'm not like, right. I'm not saying I'm right. Back, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think back, you know, it's all it's all looking back on things, you know, especially yeah. like in my upbringing and stuff and looking at it like kind of from an outsider's point of view now because I kind of feel like an outsider. But like, man, like the dude, like we were kids and we had to go to midnight mass every year. So like, I just think how fucked up that is. <laughs> on christmas eve keep your kids it takes them force them to go to church at midnight before christmas all the time like man that, that's just that's just bullshit it's just, yeah that's brutal like awful <laughs> and it was an awful experience every time never wanted to go you know i don't know so it's yeah. just, it seems like a ridiculous thing to me <laughs> and, I, and i've said to people i go i kind of think uh religion is can be a very good thing and a very dangerous thing. And I think you yeah. shouldn't be exposed to it or at least offered to it till you're 18. Uh, like the drafts, like yeah. cigarette, oh, it's, oh, cigarette, I guess everything's 21. It's 21, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> but to where you've developed those, your own thinking skills to go, yeah, this is for me, yeah. not this is the way because I, this is the only way I know because my parents are in it, my uncles, my aunts, everybody's in it, my aunts, yeah. neighbors. But not your the ability your to choice. think critically about it, not yeah. like what I or what I was taught is right. It, it's it's the, it's the whole what I was taught was right and whatever and everybody else is wrong. That's yeah. the problem. Like when you get start getting into the everybody else is wrong thing, like that's I mean like I mean, that's I mean wars have been fought over all of humanity because of that shit, and like we yeah. still haven't figured out that like that's a fucking problem. So yeah, <laughs> and there's 
and when I saw it, there was like eight gazillion religions out there. By the time when I was starting to study about them and learn about them in college, I was like, well, then what one's right? Yeah. Like, what well, one is right? I get what well, one, I guess, one's right for me. But what if anyone of those cults, like, uh, like I kind of like, there's so many. This is crazy, yeah. interesting. And, and, and so, but it's a lot of people's things and, and there's some good people that are inside and, yeah. and, definitely some twisted people inside of it but uh, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah it was people want to use start using things for their own gain and like yeah, yeah pitting people against each other and shit like yeah there's there there can be evil in religion like and it's it's, it's, yeah. it's there so shit happens um, yeah yeah i don't want to go like too far down the road I did, yeah. like a couple yeah. years ago you know you just brought it up and i i heard a term that i'd never heard before reading through you know lots of different random things that i had and uh this uh, term pantheism which like really kind of stuck with me i've never like in all the years that I've started questioning things, never really had anything stick with me that like stood out as something that I aligned with. But it's that's kind of that idea. Like all all religions kind of have some value to them, and there's some, there's a hint of truth to all of them, and it all connects yeah. to the same thing, and everything's connected anyway. And I was like, yeah, man, that's what I want. And you don't have to go to church. Uh, your church is outside. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to get anybody money. You don't have to fight against anybody. You don't have to tell anybody they're wrong. Like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you just I, kind of I, move I, on with it. I was like, all right, right on. That's how I feel about it. So cool. I got a word for it now. It's good. <laughs> I, I want a religion that doesn't take attendance and doesn't eat alone. Yeah. Like, that's a, <laughs> you know, I figured they got those things covered. The religion does. Um, I don't want to buy new clothes for this, you know? That's yeah. Thing. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not even going down that road anymore. Um, <laughs> so, like, I got I to gotta get myself in trouble with a lot of these things. Uh, but it also, Hey, listeners, if you're listening, I'll have the same exact conversation with you face to face and in and, and public. So uh, it's nothing new or different. If you already know me, uh, don't shut off the podcast yet. We got more to talk about. Uh, so you you graduate college, you, you do the four years and get out or do you uh, four, four and a half? I snuck in an extra football season out of it. So, you know, uh, yeah, I just kind of just kind of slid through there and, uh, and got out four and a half years. Um, yeah, man, like, and <clears throat> we're, you know, things kind of got kind of screwed for me. Like I said, like, in my mind and what had been you know what i'd always heard is that you know hey college is the best years of your life this is it the best year of your life i don't think I, you know I, I didn't know what i wanted to do after that i was like i've heard i've heard you know i was like this is the peak so now the peak is over what, what the fuck am i supposed to do so you know i don't know trying to figure it out from there you know went went to the standard story moved back in with my folks for a little while uh ended up you know trying to find jobs here and there i think my dad got me a job to sell bricks for like home depot or something like home depot Ugh. and that was awful i did that for like three or four months and then you know was trying to find something else and i mean nobody wanted to hire uh you know a uh a, a psych major with a, a fucking 2.7 gpa coming out of school that just slid on through and uh ended up getting a job with enterprise rent-a-car so okay. i did that thing um uh, people were probably pretty i don't know most people are familiar with it as it goes oh, yeah. out but like i mean yeah it's like shit was like business boot camp and i did that for three and a half years did well with it like i, I wanted to like try and get my get my shit together so did well ended up like moving up pretty quickly within a year and a half two years and started uh, managing a couple of places and man it was a there's i mean it was it was brutal man i mean that was like retail customer service like you're dealing with you're, 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 you know, when you think about renting cars, you think about renting cars and you're going on a trip or like, um, you know, going to an airport or something like that. But like the local branches, you're dealing with people that like had just gotten in an accident, have their car in a shop, have something going on. Like there's a reason that they have to be there and dealing yeah. with you. And they typically don't want to be. Um, it's, 
it is uh it's it's i mean it's just had some horror stories going through there um and yeah man uh, I, don't, I don't know how much i want to get on the story <laughs> i yeah what what is okay or not okay to say I, I i don't know i remember at one point i was working at, at outside of atlanta and one and somebody's just way behind on their bill got them to come in and switch out of cars and like you know have like i, I had to i used to have to like go to court i did repos i did like repossessions and shit like that so like i'd repo cars for people like uh yeah. you know and like that was basically trying to repo somebody's car they hadn't been paying for us shit got real confrontational i got my face spit in um i got i got called pussy ass cracker um which and like it was just it was it was just it was a it was a bad experience and yeah like, that, that would be terrible from there I, I i moved to another branch kind of further outside of the city it was like but i was just done i was like i can't i was like i don't want to do this anymore this is so you know there's there's horror story after horror story and that was probably a pretty low point for me as far as how everything had gone and uh was looking for something else and uh had you know i remember i, I went to an ACDC show with a buddy that I met in Auburn that lived in Nashville, up in Nashville. So I came up here to go to ACDC show um, around that time. And like, you know, just like you did, like, and this was Nashville, this is, I mean, 08, 09. So it, it's yeah. much more wild and crazy now than it was then. But like, still like I came up, like I hit Broadway. I went to like the bars, people beforehand, Bridgestone Arena was right there. I went to the show, we went to the show, we went to bars afterwards, like met all these people. And I was like, man, I was like, this is, this is awesome up here. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I like, I like this a lot. Yeah. Um, and they'd worked at, at Dell. Dell had a big campus up here. So, you know, kind of started putting the word in with them and, and ended up getting a job at Dell up here and, and moved up here in, in 2011. So oh. um, huge, big change for me. And I don't know. And then, yeah, you met me a couple of years after that, but like me finally moving to Nashville getting away from you know a little further away from home a little further away from my folks yeah it was like 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 we said like when you're kind of coming into your own as rude like that was like that was where i started like coming to my uh, own with peters like i was like all right now i got like kind of my own thing i'm starting off up here yeah. so like this this is where like more of the me started to come out and i started kind of getting some getting some confidence back starting to have fun like yeah i wanted to start taking you know this is before the wife and kid like i wanted to start taking trips for myself like yeah like i came up to wyoming to see y'all i used to go make other trips go see see music just it was just me. I was, I was, yeah. It was me is all I had to worry about. So, um, you know, it was it was a fun time. My mid twenties to late twenties there, just just uh, you know, single living it up. Uh, so, it, you know, it worked. And I guess that person, you know, was able to to trick somebody into sticking around long enough for <laughs> having a kid together. But uh, you know, yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, well, I was I was married. I, okay, graduate college. Uh, I met a girl. At the summer camp i worked out she's from england um we hit it off great um but we found out we were like polar opposites when we were married and uh about three and a half years of that we were like this is not working and we were living in new york and living on long island and i worked at a tv station and it was just burning me up it was turning me into like a hard person and and I was like, wow, you know, and I had a job off the University of Wyoming and she was like, I don't want to go. And I was like, I got to. And yeah. we reached our end. So I moved back here and it's um, I'm almost 30 years old and uh, I got a full time job. So I got an income and uh, I'm a bar DJ within my second year. 
it was some wild times because yeah. uh, I didn't have to go to school, but I lived like a college student and I had a lot of good friends. And, and a, it's a blurry, blurry time where people are probably generally settling down, having kids and I'm living it up another couple of years, college style. And uh, it probably took till, well, yeah, weirdly enough, meeting my girlfriend and we've been, Tia, we've been together like 10 years now, but she wasn't like trying to settle me down we just kind of naturally settled down together we're like oh she bought her funeral home uh i got promotions and work and stuff and i was like maybe this college wild lifestyle can be you know saved for the road like when we go away and not in our own hometown and (laughs) bought a house and all that and uh it's weird because um i remember kid students that work for me one time was like so like, what do you do in your spare time? Are you like a reborn Christian? Are you like, and I'm like, oh, you don't know DJ Rude? <laughs> like, no. And I was like, oh, good, good. That, that, that. Uh, don't Google that, by the way. Yeah. Don't look yeah at, that don't reputation look has, has, has surpassed this town. That's good. That's good. And Cause um, I'm sure like a lot of my bosses saw me like thoroughly hung over every Friday morning. Cause I would DJ Thursday nights and stuff. And so yeah, I was like, cool. All right, at least I'm away from that. But when I go out of town, yeah, get a bit crazy. Enjoy some some traveling, some life, and uh, and yeah, you don't have to, you don't get arrested in your own hometown. That's yeah. the good thing. <laughs> it, it is, especially in my heyday, like that. I did. I like. I I agree with you. I like traveling to see music more than yeah. seeing stuff in my hometown. Like I don't know. It's just yeah. Sometimes just run into people I worked with or stuff and be like, why are you here? I don't, I guess yeah. I, know, you know, I don't understand why you're here, but like if you go somewhere else, like, yeah, you get, you have that just, I don't know. It's kind of that freedom to just, just relax, man. It doesn't matter. Unless, you know, Definitely. Unless, you know, unless you end up in the news, you know, you're not going <laughs> to end up the talk of the town. Like, did you, did you see what Peters did the other night? Like, it's crazy. Like, you know, yeah. You don't have to yeah. worry about that kind of shit. So it's nice to uh, get out of town do it. I, uh, well, um, Parting up out of town, like I was, I kind of lived like almost a vagabond lifestyle. I had a little apartment, I had a cat. Like, I was he always the only reason to go home sometimes? And so I was traveling, always going to shows, seeing friends. And then my parents moved to Las Vegas, and they're like, "Can you we rent the house now that I own it from us, and then sell it, and and you'll get part of the money?" And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds great." So they're walking around the house and they're like, oh, by the way, this is yours. All these things they left. And I was like, I used to have no possessions. Now I have them all like couches, bunch of extra furniture. And I was like, oh, this is not my lifestyle. <laughs> and, and the house is not really close to like our downtown scene. It's like a golf course. And so and there, at the time I moved in, there was no like uh, Ubers and taxis were very expensive. So it sobered me up. Cause I would be like, how am I going to get home if I go out and party night? Okay. Can't drive. Like I'll, I'll try to be, you know, so safe driver. And I'd be like, well, just stay home. And, uh, it sobered me up and a ton and, uh, it's probably a good move. Probably good. Extend my life a little more. I probably didn't need to be. No, I mean, that's, it. you know, <laughs> one of the positives for me with, you know, when everything shut down in 2020, cause like I said, you know, around around that time for me was when my kid was four or five and like following like, around doing everything I do. Yeah. And, you know, we could you know, there was no more going out and party and there's no more traveling shows. There's only home and 
you know, for those first couple of months, like you still kind of wanted to like maintain that. And me and the wife would, you know, I don't know, we'd, we'd party pretty far around the house. And then we're like, all right, well, that's just isn't sustainable. And we've got the kid here. We need to like get, get the shit together. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's that has been a huge change and it's, it's been good in a lot of ways. Uh, it's been boring in a lot of ways, but it's been <laughs> good mostly, you know? Yeah. It's just, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. You think, you know, we've had an adventurous kind of uh mentality. I don't know, me and you, you know, yeah. people like us. So, you know, the whole idea of like settling down and, you know, being the, the family man that like helps coach his kid's baseball team. And like, that's, that's primarily it was like, a foreign concept to me a few years ago, but like nah, that's it. And we moved into your house. We got a, I've got a great setup in the back. I got a I got like a screen in back porch of the TV, so like I stream shows back there. And like that's I've got like I can feel I can like lay down on my couch and stream a show right now. Yeah, like, this, is, this ain't so bad, man. This is pretty good. It's not not a not a bad deal. So, yeah, but uh, this is, a, you know, part of the big changes of the past few years. I noticed when COVID hit and I was at home a lot. I only. You know, only had to stay on like two months or so uh the campus was pretty clear and we had a big old technology upgrade to do so it was pretty easy to be on campus but i remember sitting at home and i was like wow this has really given me a lot of time to reflect on the last 15 20 years like life's been good life's been a good time life's been yeah. fun and you're like i'm kind of bored but man this isn't too bad like oh. Uh, cool. Yeah, I got I got yeah. a lot in. I got a lot in when I get when the get, I got it. Yeah, you know, got got it while the get was good there for a little while. Yeah, so cool. It was one of those things where I was like, I didn't know I was living that until now. I was, I didn't want to live a life of I wish I would have. Yeah, and so I went and did it, and whatever it cost me financially, relationship wise, physically, <laughs> it did. And uh, but yeah, to look back and I have so many great experiences and good times and. And stuff and then i talked to people and i'm like well what'd you do and they're like yeah i got married had a kid stayed home you know yeah at a ranch and i'm like okay let's not degrade that but man yeah. i've seen the world like <laughs> i've seen a lot of stuff and i was like there's all and i so i tell everyone like get out there travel go see it all do it all and so you don't look back and go when you're old and can't move and you're like i wish i yeah. would have and i never wanted to live that life yeah like you know we yeah, share that mentality but like yeah the idea of like i'll do it when i retire like i don't know it's, it's like yeah ridiculous like uh yeah first of all it's not a guarantee secondly you might be wasting all your money just trying to keep yourself alive Third yeah. of all, yeah i don't know you don't know but like yeah man um try and keep some i try and keep some of that with me but at the same time try and find the balance where, where yeah. but like i said oh uh, yeah i'm going 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 with a you know you know best friends next weekend to go see some haven't done it and haven't i haven't traveled for music since 2019 so traveling for it again sounds you know sounds awesome something yeah something i used to do monthly you know, if not if not more depending so yeah just take it when you can get it and uh, try and get out there and go do it so spoke of your son right yeah. how, you said he's how old is he seven he's seven he'll be seven. eight in october yeah almost, he'll be eight in october yeah and how did you meet your girlfriend uh yeah girlfriend and wife that uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you know uh theme theme of the uh show pretty much through panic uh, as well okay. um so yeah um i was dating somebody else here in nashville and i had a friend that was here that worked from dallas and she she moved into town like six months after i lived here um and i was meeting the 
group of friends out on the kickball team that I was on trying to make new friends. And she came out because she had just moved into town and I was where I was wearing a Mikey shirt and we started talking about it. And, you know, that kind of, I don't know that we, and I, I was dating somebody else at the time. So like, I, I wasn't interested in dating her or anything like it was fine. And then, you know, being then the, the current girlfriend broke up and it was just one of those things, man. We just kept seeing, you know, keep seeing the, the same types of things around town where, you know, whether, whether it's one thing or another, it's the same type of type of kind of scene that you go to yeah. and you start seeing people around all the time, you know, get to talking and, you know, kind of, you know, uh, struck a spark there and started, uh, started doing trips together. And we're like, Hey man, I was like, uh, you know, I was like, I, I got somebody I can go do this thing with now, like that I've, I've been kind of doing solo and that's hard to find in, uh, yeah. you know, in what we do, find somebody that, that you want to, get out and go do that stuff with and share it with and is and is willing to and it doesn't think it's weird or doesn't think it's crazy or like doesn't think doesn't understand why like when you're going somewhere like you have to go to the same do the same thing three nights in a row you know it's just like yeah this is what we're going to go do this weekend uh, halfway across the country yeah so like yeah man we we hooked up doing that and and uh you know kind of kept it going and yeah we uh kind of crazy stories i helped her find a rental house here in town um, she's living with her parents. She moved, she moved into town because her dad had a bad accident, accident where he got paralyzed and she came in to help them out and lived there for about a year and found her a rental. And then a month later, uh, had an electrical fire and burned down while she was there. Um, oh my and God. I remember getting that phone call and she was just screaming, sobbing. And like when I ran over there to go get it and her and her dog got out, like the whole place burned down. And, uh, you know, I don't know, we been for a little bit and we were trying to figure stuff out and kind of parlayed um you know all the, the the claims and everything from that into like down payment on a house and we're like well we're like hey like we've been this has been great we've been together yeah. for you know, a year plus let's you know let's do this let's do the damn thing and buy a house and we did that um did that and bought a house together uh, bought a house together i my dell our company was downsizing and i hated my job so like they were like they're like we'll give you extra severance if you like raise your hand to like be downsized and be let go and i was like nobody it was it was a it was a large sum of money and i was like i've been fired from every job i'd ever had before that i was like nobody has ever offered me this much money to quit a job i was like i feel like i gotta do it because i don't like it so like right i mean like and we did that we i left the job took the check we bought the house and a month later found out that we had a kid on the way uh, so that house it's, it's, it's fucking yeah in the, in the, the yeah, house in the, house, <laughs> the crazy way that you know the universe and the world works out yeah. and things like that and uh yeah you know i mean um you know you know obviously as things go like that neither of us were prepared for it it's it super hard time to kind of navigate and figure it out i think we uh we both did a lot of growing up through all of it and uh or we had to you know oh, yeah. and uh you know the the story so far has a happy ending, and the, and, and it was, we're, we're still together and married and everything. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was that was tough. You know, I don't know. I, again, coming from my super bubble, uber Christian, uber Catholic background, all of a sudden you're having a kid out of wedlock. You know, it is a uh, it's a rift in things that go, and um, yeah, you know things can be disappointing when they shouldn't be disappointing and, you know, things come back around and things are more supportive, but like, I don't know, you start to see the people who were like truly with you and had to have you back in your corner and were supporting you and things where things were hard and rough and things that you didn't expect before. So like, I don't know, shit, shit got real, you know, it got real, real quick when that starts to come into play. Uh, I, um, I, 
re- uh, story. My recently I had got, gotten divorced and I went to go see my grandma, um, Flaskerud, and she's like, you know, you're the last of the Flaskeruds from my great grandfather. Yeah. And he had nine kids and one of them was boy. And that was my grandfather. And he had three sons and one of them had a boy and that was me. And so she, she's that's like the first people from Norway to come over that he did my great grandfather. And she, he, she was like, so when are you gonna have a kid? And I was like, grandma, I just got divorced. And I'd like to find someone I love and have a kid, maybe get married. And she's like, it doesn't work that way these days. Which is, <laughs> and I was like, grandma, like, and I know she did go to church and stuff. They did. They were a little, not super religious, like where you came from. But yeah, I was like, you want me to knock up a girl out of wedlock? Like that was like, wow, this I'm getting the car blanche because you want to see a, an heir. What if it's a girl? Like, yeah, do I have yeah. to keep trying? Like, And that, that whole idea, too, is yeah. so crazy. It was a big thing. And it was for me when I was young, too. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the man, last man in my family. I got to have another man carry the family name yeah. down. I'm like, what, what are, we, are we fucking? We're not fucking kings. Like, I don't yeah. have anything to pass down to him. He's, you know, my dad didn't. His grandfather didn't. Like, there's not some, like, grand bloodline that we're from that we need to pass his name down. And also, like, yeah, like, my great-grandfather, he changed his name when he came over from the old country anyway. Like, it, that, this, is, this is a new name. <laughs> yeah new shit anyway (laughs) my grandfather did too my great-grandfather did too um i can't remember what the original one but he stole flask rude like we're we're a stolen name from norway um because i know other flask that i'm nowhere near related to that i can north dakota and stuff but um yeah mine was from a a, a bakery saint peter's bakery that he got a job in over here i think it was something like that came over from macedonia greece and uh that's which is also a shitty story that like my parents like to ram into me but like it was a two-family situation that was going on with everything just uh you know yeah i can come from a a a long line of of sketchy men as it goes trying to try to write this ship there yeah like like and like i was like like, you should know the story of where you came from and like you know i think about it like when i was younger and i was like oh it's cool we gotta know where story came from and now i'm like it's like an awful story it's a terrible story (laughs) (laughs) is that is that the one we're going with so, yeah <laughs> my great-grandfather had a few wives before mm-hmm. the the one that had all the kids because they kept he kept on taking them in north dakota where it's just brutal and they kept dying <laughs> so i was like hey but we don't take them to north dakota anymore like why do all norwegians have to move there all the <laughs> coldest part of the country and so uh but it's it, interesting because it's a short bloodline um to me from when he came over it's not that many generations so i the other side i don't know that well but yeah i kind of like well i'm 100 american i really don't put a lot of stock in that and i was like if i choose to have a kid i wasn't i thought it was cool when i was growing up but it wasn't something i was like it has to be done i knew where i stood in the lineage but i was like i want to be mature enough i want to have the money everybody says all that stuff Oh and, yeah, I didn't. But, yeah, I did, yeah. but didn't go that way. So you say, yeah, it's you hard. say it. It's yeah. tough. You don't have it. So yeah. I, I feel I, I, I'm jealous of all these people that had on purpose babies. Like it sounds fucking great. You know, you have, yeah. you have ducks really and everything good. Like, yeah, man, it sounds like a great experience to have. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want that. <laughs> I wanted that. And then as I got older, I was like, no, no, no. And then I met Tia and she's like, I don't want kids. And I was like, sounds good to me. I'm not really I'm okay. We'll spoil nieces and nephews and friends' kids and all that stuff. But uh, it is nice. We do wake up every once in a while and go, oh, you hear that? That's the sound of no kids. 
does it does sound nice i yeah. get into the age now good or not you know but like he he knows he, if he wakes up in the morning before us like he knows how to put netflix on or like turn the switch on and yeah. like, he's like i like my me time you guys don't argue over what to do or anything like that and i'm just gonna get to do what i want I'm like yeah it's fine you, you can have the morning man you can totally have it it's good yeah but i said yeah so i mean it's a it's a it's a it's a 24 hour it's a job you don't get to go home from so like it's, yeah. it's, it's always there um so yeah i mean yeah anybody know Shit, only advice, easy, so yeah. My only advice is don't raise a last hole. So that's God, no, it. man. We're <laughs> I think we're doing a great job so far, and like, yeah, we're. I mean, trying our trying our damnedest to you know, you know, everybody wants to do better than their parents did and different things. And I'm not, I'm not considering like trash my parents. They're not, they're not bad parents. They're not bad people. But like, oh, and your parents want you to do better. better. Yeah, 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 they want to do better than them. So like, we're just everybody's just trying to do better than the ones before us. And, Man, I mean, so far he's 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 pretty fucking cool, man, and he's a nice kid. And like, yeah, if he's being a dick, we don't stand for that. I, mean, oh, yeah. I was always a little kid, so and I I was bullied, and he is one. He's a bigger kid, and I, like I'm just hell bent on making sure that he's not going to be a bully uh, in any way because I've been on the other end of stick, and I know how uncool it is. So like, yeah, I don't know, but um, I I, I, know. I think we're doing cool. So. I uh, well, I mean, when I moved to Laramie. It was definitely big fishes and small ponds, and I, they weren't that accepting of me into the the social groups as much, even though I was sports and pretty good, all right at them. So my friends were like computer nerds, bass player in a band, like, and they accepted me, and they were all cool. And I'm always like, yeah, talk to them; they're good people. Like, don't pass up a conversation with somebody because you know they don't like the same sports as you or they're into something i was like they're good people and they accept me in their lives and they were you know shocked that this jock liked star wars as much as them or liked computers yeah. and stuff and i'm like yeah I, i'm good at the sport but i really like this other stuff a whole lot music yeah. is huge like there's some people are like like trent and derek and all them they're always like i forget you were a full-time jock in high school sometime because <laughs> you're so like cool now and i'm like I know, yeah. I know, because they I know the full-time jocks they are around in Gillette. And I was like, yeah, yeah. they were dicks. So yeah, it was it, it was interesting yeah. to get that like evolved from that. It wasn't my defining moment, but at the time it felt very defining, like I wouldn't know any how to do anything else. But music was always definitely there. And that's it. That was me in high school because you know, I think you know, a big part of me when because of my experience in middle school, I have once I hit high school and you know, started smoking a lot of weed and just had things roll off my back and just became like kind of the funny guy and like, uh, and, yeah. like and like had no reason to like oust anybody from anything. Like I was just like, yeah, inclusive and trying to be cool with everyone. And like, I, I liked it. I liked that person a lot. It was good. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the kind of person I wanted to be and, and hopefully still am. Um, but, yeah. Oh, know, yeah. I know I can be a dick sometimes, but can't we all try my best yeah. can't win especially all, you know? <laughs> I always, the older i get i always say the crustier i get like <laughs> i do have moments of like ah i played my old man card on that one like i'm got <laughs> set in my ways got to open my mind a little more on that one and everything but i understand it because i've watched my dad's my dad both do it my parents uh, bill maher who i watch quite frequently he's gotten become a crusty old man he's very crusty now yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so like it it just happens yeah. um, with the world and such. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking to my boy, like, you know, I wonder what it's going to be like, you know, when, when I'm, you know, getting up there in years and my kid yeah. is an adult, like what's it going to, what's going to be the thing that like, 
is just like, I just don't get, you know, I don't get the way the world's working these days. Like it's, yeah. gonna, like it's, it's gonna have, you know, the kids, the kids these days, you know, like, I wanna, you know, I'm, you know, uh, you know, I, I try to sort of keep myself in enough therapy so that I can change the world and be, <laughs> be malleable and like move with it. And, but like, it's gonna be something, man, you know, something's gonna happen. Like that just, we just don't get when we're older and uh, yeah. yeah, it's gonna, it's tale as old as time. Yeah. <laughs> It's usually technology. I feel really good about that, but there's even stuff now. I'm like, ah, yeah, that's new. I do that, well, like my my thoughts on it. And I have my friend. Like, it's gonna be like the Futurama. Don't date robots. Like, our kid's gonna be like <laughs> yeah. trying to get me to put on a, a fucking metaverse helmet and like meet his fiance, and I'll be like, she's not real. And he's like, she is real. Damn it! Like, oh my god, that's gonna be it, isn't it? Yeah, that's gonna be the thing. So I don't know. Because yeah. <laughs> we spent, I at least spent half my life not with that with not online uh, internet didn't hit me till college yeah i don't think we had much of it and and so like mo- half my life is not documented on some social media or at least <laughs> saved like yours is waiting for yeah. you to come back and, <laughs> but like and and there's there's kids today that were you know they're been on facebook since conception yeah. to yeah. to now they're in college and that's just that would be crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I didn't even have, I was, I was, I didn't even have it. It came out like I was, I graduated in 05, right? When Facebook was coming around. Yeah. Didn't have it then. I had heard about it and I just thought it was fucking stupid at that point in my life. Um, and I got it when I moved from Atlanta up to Nashville. Cause I was like, I feel like this is a good way for me to keep up with all of my friends that I have at yeah. once, you know? And, I was on it for 10 years. I, I got off in 2020. I think uh, while, while it's a good way to keep up with your friends you haven't had in 10 years, I think on the flip side of that, you learn things about some of your family members that you probably just shouldn't know, you know, <laughs> after that time. And then it gets rammed down your throat. And you're like, ah, this is not fun for me anymore. <laughs> it, <laughs> Do something else with my time. I 99% use my social media for, to promote my radio station and this show. Um, if I, I and I've been one of those guys who've hung out my emotions and angers on Facebook, and yeah, I, those yeah. those pop up every once in a while, and I'm like, nobody cares. That's why I want to be like, nobody cares. And I go, people think they post. They have like you know 200 friends, and they think they're posting to all of Facebook. And like I'm like, five people read that, and yeah. maybe two agree. The, with the it. same three people like it every time. Yeah. So, you know, and yeah. I was like we should stop that. And, I, and yeah. I was like, if you want to have real conversations, I'll have them in person, but I'm not going to let people hide behind the comment section of anonymity to, you know, say stupid shit. Yeah. So I don't give them fuel to say stupid shit to like, yeah. I try not to. And it's, and so we'll talk about it in person. We'll have a real conversation, but I'll, you can't hide behind that anonymity of, I'm just going to post this nonsense. Yeah with no factual basis and then you're like yeah and that's you know i'll go back to my therapist but like you realize when you're like scrolling through then you're reading all these people's shitty opinions and like how it makes you feel and like yeah you feel like anxious and like maybe kind of pissed off maybe kind of good here but like for the most part it's kind of makes makes you feel kind of shitty so like maybe maybe i cut up this thing just makes me feel kind of shitty that i don't need anymore so like you know take that out but i really yeah i started getting like the I was starting to get all the, uh, I get the memory like updates all the time. And they're like, yeah. man, it would happen all the time. And it's just like, you posted this at like 2.45 in the morning. <laughs> a clip of some concert with like, oh yeah, like just some random gibberish. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, man, that guy, that guy four years ago, not a yeah. big fan of that guy. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
the new the, my new favorite thing is there's mute so i have five or ten people that i'm like i'll let about three posts slide and then i'm like god they're crazy mute for 30 days i don't have oh, to you do it for a amount of time too yeah not bad yeah i feel like yeah, just, yeah i don't want to hear from you for a little yeah. while yeah so i'll put you out for a minute yeah. yeah and everyone else gets their stuff through and i can read theirs and be happy in life but i'm because i'm like where did this person go wrong in life? like and i start going what yeah, happened and, I'm and like, then yeah, like you know like my 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 shit is hard enough to figure out on its own i'm not yeah. i can't figure out yours i can't figure exactly. out other people's for you i got my i got my own problems i got one yeah. to worry about don't figure out i can't figure out yours out for you <laughs> yeah and then like don't hit send like live by that motto like just don't don't engage them that's the thing hit mute put them to sleep for my 30 days and see if they post some cool stuff later and so when they do post something i like like a picture of their family i'm like i want to be like 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 stop yeah. posting that other crap like 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 this like, this is, this is good content see. this is the content you great want great content great <laughs> yeah. content i want to see that's what facebook started and i got to connect yeah. with everybody and like i loved it in the beginning for that aspect but yeah i got on early um because i had a college uh email address and i was working because i was working at one so um and it was great for promoting and getting people to come and for when i was djing and stuff but um yeah the the i've been on it since yeah 2000 the, the beginning and i'm like the stuff where it's like where you just post between walls it was private and now mm -hmm. it's all public and i'm like what am i thinking then the moment my mom got on facebook and we became yeah. friends i cleared up so many things and i tell my mom all the time i go digital me is yeah. different than real me if you're worried give me a holler yeah. we'll talk about it but digital me is different yeah and it's just, you don't give it once you have the kid and facebook and the pants are on you start getting the requests i wish you oh, yeah. more of your kid do this this you want your kid like I, I don't you don't get to tell me what to do with yeah. facebook face and stuff. <laughs> not the way this works and you know yeah it's just, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's uh, the people that got off social media are not i mean <laughs> I applaud the, if I got off, people think I was dead, yeah. um, but not like only because I just use it for promotions gigantically. So I stay with it. I'm sure there's a day where I'll be like, ah, enough of this crap. Yeah. Well, I got one last question for you. We kind of touched on it a little during the show, but I ask us at the very end of each show. How did we meet since the show is called All My Friends with Justin Flaskrude? Man, rude. Yeah, yeah. we met in uh, in the Tetons. Show me your Tetons. 20, <laughs> 2012, 2013, I don't know. It was the first one out there. 2011. Was, oh, 2011. Okay, 11 yeah. years, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, through through widespread panic, as we've said, uh, you know, I... I uh, you know, it was one of those trips I wanted to make solo and I was, I was, I was living it up solo here in Nashville and, and, uh, was friends with friends with Kyle through yeah. his brother, Andy, who's my fraternity brother from Auburn and, you know, was in between going out West to, uh, to Red Rock. So that, that, uh, Wyoming show new and I'd never been to Wyoming. Like the place looks super cool. The idea yeah. of like, camping at the bottom of a ski slope and going to see my favorite band camp right there sounded awesome. So yeah, flew into Denver drove up from uh from denver to wyoming which is man you know living live that's the only time i've ever been out there you know living in my south the entire life um you know we've got some cool stuff out here but like yeah man seeing the, the change in landscape going through Col colorado through wyoming 
and so you're like the flatlands and then you can see the mountains in the backdrop oh, and yeah. then, like you're driving into them and uh yeah pulling up i think you guys were already all set up i think you guys were already got in line the day before um me kyle and sam came in like the next oh, okay. morning yeah and like yeah man i didn't i didn't know you know i didn't know any of y'all and i didn't know really know what i was getting into but like i figured we we're all like-minded people yeah, yeah. and uh yeah man i think i think we we hit it off man that was, it was just it was, uh, yeah incredible weekend super fun but like yeah man we yeah we went, went camping in wyoming and saw saw our favorite band for three nights and uh like you know and blew it out so to speak yeah that was that yeah that was red rocks 2011 all covers that was the all cover so like i was in between those two trips yeah. and like y'all all went so i was like yeah. I think this one will be cooler and then everybody was like talking about it. i was like well i don't know maybe i didn't make the right choice i'm not really sure but um i don't know it was great but like that i mean that the campsite that we had the group that we had yeah was just wild oh um, yeah you know i remember we, what do we had you know uh, the news yeah, ask, okay I don't know if to say it, you can yeah, talk about the news we're just not going to tell any stories about it people just stick their head through it you want to hang out yeah <laughs> you want to hang with us yeah the, i the think comment. by the end of by the end of that weekend like we all said nobody could speak we were just grunting at each other and grunting at people <laughs> like we went straight in the underfall by sunday night and uh, it was uh um yeah it was a it was a a super cool out west trip had experience out west experience that i had with you know all y'all fucking crazy ass cowboys that i'm sure you have more of them listening to this show but like big ups to all y'all all y'all oh, yeah. crazy motherfuckers but uh <laughs> you know you definitely definitely took a piece of my heart there with that show and and we hit it off and i know you know we exchanged numbers and yeah. yeah man we've seen each other you know i mean yeah we live in basically opposite parts of the country but like yeah, I mean we've we've hung out a few times here and there. I need I need to make it back out to y'all's neck of the woods at some point. I don't know when yes. that'll be. Yeah. Like I, I you know, I am not it's gonna happen. But uh yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah, then we ended up yeah, the, we, we roomed together a couple of years later in Red Rocks. I needed yeah. to room you when I was coming out there for it. Uh, and that was oh, yeah. I think it was my, one of my last big runs before before I had my kid. Um because I I was dating there at the time and I think we'd all made plans from there to try and go to Dominican, probably go to Playa. And like, I uh, went out there and we found, you know, the week, I don't think you end up making that trip, but like, yeah, that Red Rocks, then all the other things in the fall, unforgettable or forgettable, whatever. And then find out we were having that kid. And then a month later, we were going on this, you know, <laughs> four day widespread panic, all inclusive, uh, you know, uh, booze and party favorite filled weekend in the dominican which strongly suggests you don't take a uh a one or two yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was just if you're wondering yeah if that's a good idea or not if you're on the fence i've forgotten it played out like that i really yeah. have forgotten i do remember now you talk about it, it's like i do remember it's, uh, yeah. like going down that lane i was like oh, yeah yeah but yeah man that, i mean yeah that weekend yeah, that weekend in wyoming man just, just yeah. yeah i mean we had I mean, out of everything, it was it was it was a true Wild West weekend too. Like, I don't know, it was like what five thousand people out there tucked there away. Was nobody like, there. there was nobody there. I mean, it was easy to get around right. to. We had like the campsite tucked under the trees on there. There was still like snow under the trees that oh, were like yeah. our names in and stuff. And it was this is July. It's Fourth of July weekend. I know, yeah. I was, like, Fourth of July weekend. There was still snow on the ground in places. Like this is blowing my mind, y'all. But uh, you know, it um, was so wet there. I slid down that hill. <laughs> Yeah, you had the option of like walking around the uh, the path to go all the way up, or you could try yeah. and climb the hill. And so I yeah. think you tried to climb the hill every time. <laughs> I fell on my ass. 
one time. I, lost I was my like, phone. Oh, you I lost my phone that weekend. Oh, no. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, it was the second night I lost my cell phone and wow. my shoes, my pair of shoes. And, um, you know, was like totally, totally bummed, bummed out. Had Kyle, my buddy Jordan, kept calling it. And finally, like, we were sitting there. We were at the ski lift. We were going to go up to the top of the mountain. And then the, the, somebody answered the phone. I was like, oh, and they're like, oh my God, somebody answered. And they're like, where are you? And they're like, oh, we're right, right by this restaurant. And like, I was like, I'm right by the ski lift. And they're like, stand up. And like, we point at each other right there. And they're like, oh nice. my God, <laughs> like you answered and you're right here. Like, I was like, you just saved the rest of my life because I was bummed about that whole thing. But those are good widespread panic fans right there. Right yeah. there. Yeah. Right there. Well, man, I want to I thank you for being on the show. It's been, been awesome catching up and learning so much about you. Yeah, man. Uh, good too, man. Yeah, good talking to you too. So yeah, I hadn't had a good, a good in-depth. I don't know if we've ever had this good in-depth of a conversation, but like, yeah, now now, yeah, now, now we're true friends. Here we are. Really good, true friends. But yeah, thanks for asking me, man. I, was, I know I was, I was iffy about it. It's been, you know, it's been a weird few years as things go, but like, I was like, hey, you know, in the end of it, I'm just, I'm just shooting the shit with a friend. That's all we're doing. So Absolutely. that's all we're doing here. I want to thank Nick for being on the show. It was great to dive into religion and music a little bit during the interview besides the, you know, the normal interview of, you know, your family, where you're from, how you grew up and stuff. So I had fun talking about that. But to circle back to the open of the show, not uh, the stuff where I talked about my job, but where I was talking about Nick and the lighter. Now, Widespread Panic has a song called Big Wooly Mammoth. And there's a line that goes, somebody throw me a lighter so I can burn the city down. And well, the crowd throws lighters at the stage. We're at Red Rocks, Nick and I are, and the band starts playing the song. And I pulled my lighter out and showed it to him and said, I don't think so, Nick. We had a good chuckle. On to the next episode. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud.